Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. Welcome to this Christmas special of Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, and my co-host today is Helen Gregory. Lovely to be here. Oh, it's great that you're joining me today. So, it's been a hell of a year, hasn't it? First of all, are you ready for Christmas? Just about, and I mean by a hair's breadth. I have been working every hour that God sends, and I suddenly thought... It's Christmas at the weekend. <laughs> yes, I know. It's literally about a handful of sleeps, isn't it? Where are we? Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Three sleeps till Christmas. Three sleeps. How exciting. <laughs> because last time I saw you, Helen, I think we bumped into each other walking the dogs, didn't we? Mama's going crazy. We did. Crazy. And I know that you were having your kitchen done or had an extension done and your kitchen wasn't quite ready. So is it turkey ready now? Is it turkey ready? The kitchen is turkey ready. Excellent. The lounge is, uh, what, what should we say, chocolates and um, liqueur ready. Oh, and nice. yeah, yeah, the di- the dining table is Christmas dinner ready. Fabulous. The only I bits that we me. haven't got. Oh, oh, honestly, you should see it. <laughs> have you got many rounds Christmas? Have you got because obviously things have changed. We're going to talk about COVID in a minute, but what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, well, we have our three households together. You are allowed three yeah, households yeah, in tier yeah. two, yeah. Uh, so we have our three households together. So that's um, my uh, son with me. Uh, my stepdaughter Rhiannon and her boyfriend and then my ex-husband and my daughter so those are our three households can i just check something i'm a bit confused i was just watching your or two ex-husbands i can't remember i can't keep up with you oh dear dear that sounds terrible how many how many ex-husbands have you got This sounds awful, doesn't it? No, it's fine. Two, two ex-husbands and an ex-partner. But the oh, first right, okay. ex-husband was many, many years ago. Let's, let's, so let's just forget that happened. Is it your first ex-husband? No, so it's my second. It's oh, the kid's right. dad. The kid's dad. He would have been on his own and I wanted the kids with me. So it just seemed sensible, really, to, to let him come. Well, yes, of course. That's what it's Very grown up. <laughs> That's what we're leading to this, this day and age, aren't we? Yeah, so let's yeah. take a look back then over the last 12 months, because let's face it, it's been a shit year. <laughs> I'm sworn, it's a complete... I'm on radio, oh. but it really has, hasn't it? It really shit has. Shit show, shit show, nothing shit else. Show. And I remember, so last Christmas, my auntie was here from Australia. And what was in the headlines a year ago was the Australian bushfires, which were horrific. And they were bad enough, weren't they? And then the world oh was by earthquakes floods explosions no brexit deals president trump's twitter chaos and refusing uh, to go over for, for biden and then we've got prince, don't get me started <laughs> yeah prince harry and his new wife Meghan markle leave the royal family and then of course we've been hit by the pandemic so it couldn't get any worse could it so literally terrible so where when well, we'll go back to the pandemic actually in a minute but if we look at that then can you remember the bushfires how bad they were 12 months ago well, yes, I know. I think, I think when it's not on your doorstep, yeah. you don't necessarily take note of it. But I've got quite a few friends in Australia in various parts. Um, so I've been having a conversation with um, with Graham, my friend Graham over in Canberra. And okay. I've asked him about the bushfires. And by God, you, you don't realise how terrifying it actually was for them. He yeah. lives outside Canberra. The fires on the south coast were kind of 150 k's away, um, but they were spreading so quickly. 
Um, and the, the heat, even 150 kilometers away, was 40 degrees oh with thick goodness. smoke. Yeah. And he was describing how he, he, he worked six hours straight in that heat and that smoke just to shift all the stuff in his garden to try and create a kind of barrier around it. And then him and his boys, he lives there with his two boys, they're 19 and 22, and they were up on the roof all the time. They had ladders permanently oh, up on the roof gosh. so they could see what was happening. They had the car packed. They, and he said it just makes you realise how how you kind of value things because he yeah. said he just all they could leave with was a car a car full of stuff so they had to decide what they would need for the next x many months if their house burnt down Terrible. and that brings it home to you doesn't it terrifying so my auntie was here she's in perth so of course her world wasn't obviously affected by it, and she was hit in the uk anyway mm. but mm. she's volunteered to work at some of these um them sanctuaries where they're helping the the kangaroos the, and the koalas yeah, yeah. Still, after, still now after those bushfires yes they yeah started in june i think last year didn't they and they ran till about may march 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 april time did the, i'm not sure i just know it was um it was a long time and the intensity was sort of the january february period wasn't it yeah really really bad so hopefully things mm. are kind of getting back to some normality mm. for them but then of course now it's their summertime isn't it so so know, it's starting well it could again, potentially start again just going back to the animals graham was saying that um, it was estimated three billion animals were died or were displaced oh. and he said a lot of them came inland um so things like birds they came from the mountains to recover inland yeah. um, and he said some of them still come back so he's never seen a black cockatoo in his life but now they're regular visitors in his garden oh. That's lovely. It's like the peacocks mm. in, in this country, isn't it? Down mm. south. Was it Bristol? I'm not quite sure where it was. And they were causing chaos because the peacocks obviously were coming out into the towns and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and they're noisy things, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they are noisy things. They are I once stayed on a campsite with peacocks and it was you couldn't sleep. <laughs> you, wanted to, you wanted to go ring the next. It's <laughs> not good, is it? So let's talk about as well. I know this this happened at the beginning the beginning of the year, didn't it? When uh, Prince Harry and Meghan decided to take a step back from their royal duties. They did, and of course mm. they've now signed um, a hundred million dollar deal with Netflix. Okay, this is I'm crazy. I'm sat isn't here. It? Uh, they've also shaking my head. Posts. Yeah, and so they're going to be doing documentaries, movies, scripted shows and children's content apparently all about the environment, diversity and the human spirit. So what do you think about that? What do you think about the whole Prince Harry stepping back from the royal family? I've just I've just got my sick bucket so I'll just remove that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. I just feel I feel this so damned entitled i really do I ju it makes me ache it really does i think they're you know they, they're born into that oh, prince harry is born into the royal family she comes along it, and it does i know it's a cliche but it reminds me of edward and mrs simpson yes. she's yes. basically just dragged him out of the royal family and and you know taken off and yeah he, he should do his duty i'm sorry i don't particularly i'm not massive fans of the royal family i don't mind them i don't object to them but i'm not massive a massive royalist by any means but I think the job that they do is a reasonable one and he should be there. He should be there doing it. I think I mean, it's wrong. Oh, that's it. And in the loveliest way, he's been turned by Megan, who is beautiful and, you know, mm -hmm. she's, she's an actress, she's professional. But in the loveliest way, something tells me it's not going to end well. I think so. I really do. Personally, I can see it being short-lived. Then where, where does he stand then? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be known as Prince. So it's going to be the artist, formerly known as Prince. <laughs> 
put that in there, didn't I? I had to. Very good, very good. Will it be reinstated again? Because obviously now they're the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, not Prince Harry and Princess mm -hmm. Meghan. Um, and it's all very bizarre. Now, I, quite, I do like Harry, so I'm not sure if you see my husband, but I'm very much into the sort of guy that's like Prince Harry, you know, and, and Boris Becker. Bit of ginger. Oh, okay. Head, you, know oh, I mean? you know what I'm oh, saying? The okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like. I really like Prince Harry. He's a bad boy, isn't he? He was kind of mm. an out of reach eligible bachelor once upon a time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Really absolutely. Actually, I really like him, and I just feel for him because I just think it's going to end in tears for him. Mm. I really do. Yeah, I think you're right. So I think you're that. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. So. Let's talk COVID then, because everybody else is COVID. Oh. I know it's so boring, isn't it? So boring. So do you understand the latest rules? It's all very confusing. It's this, it's that. Can we do that? No. This? No, I don't. I, I think the trouble is there have been so many rules. And I think if they'd have done more right at the beginning, and believe me, it's an unenviable job. I would not want to have been no. in Boris's shoes. No. But mum and I nearly had words over this last night because she said, you know, oh, well, it's the people, it's the people not doing as they're told. I said, because they don't know what to do because exactly. they're always being given something different. Well, it's up to them. They should just do as they're told. Yes, mum, but if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, how can you do it? And that's what gets me is there's just no consistency. And now we've got these different tiers and, you know, nobody knows what is happening in each tier. I just find it, I find it. And I think also, sorry, just to just to let off steam a bit more. Well, we're in tier two. Yeah. And I, and also because we've had all this building work done, so this house has just been like a free for all. We've had tradespeople in right through the year from February onwards. So we've had builders, we've had joiners, we've had gas people, we've had electricity people, we've had floor layers. You name it, they've been through this door right so yeah. how can that be right that you can have all of that yet you can't go and see your mom on christmas day it's, and it's it makes no sense ridiculous. it makes no sense and i i would not want to walk in boris's shoes for love no money um but so let's just go back to where it came from so it originated from wuhan in china mm. in a seafood market where wild animals um were also sold like bats rabbits birds and snakes it's supposed to have come from a bat wasn't it apparently that, so yeah that hygiene straight away says to me why is that allowed because we know they their mm. rules and regulations are completely different we would never allow that sort of thing to take place in the uk but i just think to myself can you imagine being somewhere where you've got the i can imagine the seafood on one trolley and next to it you've got these oh. Spitting <laughs> oh, out all this infection over oh, things. A bit of wonder it spread. So when the lockdown started, see I was actually in Australia. I was in Australia and all the flights got cancelled. So I couldn't oh, forgot back. that. Yeah. So I all my holiday was ruined and it was spent trying to get a flight back. So where were you? Because I think last time we spoke as well, you've got a, you had a fantastic job at Rookery Hall, didn't you? I did. <laughs> You did. So how, how has your world been affected by COVID? Well, do you know, it's interesting really because um, there are so many things happened. 2020 has been a massive high and a massive low for me, or should I say the other way around, a massive low and a massive high. So I was working for Rookery Hall, as you say, I was in business development, loved my job, um, yeah. reasonably good at it, I think. Um, and I took two weeks off at the end of February. Uh, and I basically didn't go back. Yeah. I went back oh for one goodness. day because then the lockdown happened. Um, so we were supposed to be working from home, but then they said, no, you can be furloughed from. So I think I was furloughed right from the word go. 
and then um, I was phoning right through till the 3rd of December. I was meant to go back. I can't, is it, was that the date of the lock? I can't remember what date the next lockdown. No, it must have been yeah, November. November, must have been. wasn't it? Yeah. So I was furloughed till that day. I was meant to go back on that day. And then the, the second lockdown happened. So that was it. We were made redundant. All of the oh, sales team were made I redundant. I can't believe that. I didn't know you mm. made redundant. I'm really sorry to hear that. I we know haven't caught up, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't caught up properly. We are today. We are we today, are. aren't we? But what I remember is, I mean, when I landed on UK soil, I literally could have kissed the ground. I never thought I was going to see the UK for six months. And the flight I got back had to be a business class. It cost me six and a half thousand pounds one way. You are kidding. And some of the airlines were, were charging families of four $95,000 one-way economy to return to the UK. What? And people are, are still coming me? home now. Honestly, it's terrible because they can't afford the thing. madness. Madness. That. But I remember back in kind of April time being glued to the five o'clock COVID update. Do you remember that? Every day at five o'clock, Boris Johnson would come on. But now <laughs> it's like, we're not really interested the same anymore. It's not that we're not interested. It's kind of, even though it's fresh, it's like old news as well, isn't mm. it? We're kind totally. of sick of it. And I don't tune into the daily update. Mm. Um, no. And of course, Zoom ruled the world, didn't it? Because everything was done via Zoom. We're doing yep, that yep. by Zoom. But what's great is I think people will continue to work via Zoom. I mean, people are going to be working yeah. from home more anyway. But there's less outgoings, isn't there? And I, I think you're right. And I think it's 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 fulfills a purpose. I think it's a great tool. Uh, my argument of course because i was in business development on the business to business side at rugby hall is that it's decimated things like conferences and meetings you know because clearly zoom is a lot more efficient so why pay for a hotel room yeah. or you know conference room when when you when you don't need to you can just get on zoom so i think if i had have gone back it would have been a hellishly different world it wouldn't okay. have been the same as as i was doing before in any way shape or form yeah yeah i think it's um i think what's come out of covid is that there's some positives that we will take forward, won't we, for the future? Um, go on, remind me what they are. <laughs> <laughs> are there? There you go. Zoom's one of them. Zoom's one of them. Um, but also, I can't believe... So when I first got back from Australia, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm back, I'm fine. Nothing's going to phase me anymore. And then, of course, doing the, doing the supermarket shop, queuing up <gasps> in oh, the cold or the rain. Don't. And then wearing a mask. I mean, it's second nature to us now, but we just couldn't believe that was happening. No, oh, no. Country, could we? Exactly. I know. And even now, sometimes I have one of those moments where you look around and you think, what on earth? You, know. you look around and everyone's wearing a mask. And you know, we really ridiculous. would take a second glance if you saw somebody wearing mm. a mask, wouldn't you? But now you totally. You think they were Japanese. Mask? <laughs> Why aren't you wearing a mask? And those people that just cover the mouth and not the nose, I really want to punch them in the face because I see quite a few of them. <laughs> But it's got to the stage now where we're shopping, but we do lean over people to get our carrots, don't we? We're not, we're not keeping the same distance and we're all guilty of it. Um, I know. I remember walking the dog and this lady said to me, you're too close to me. And I was thinking, oh my God, she's serious as well. I wasn't wow. even that close. But she was wanting to stand way, way back for me to walk past with my dog as if I had leprosy. And that's how people, <laughs> but that's how people reacted, isn't yeah, it? To COVID. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it's funny you should mention that because I think um, that's probably where I've noticed it more is in the park. Yeah. So in the supermarket, people are, don't seem so bothered. Like you say, they reach in front of you and so on. But in the park, like if you're trying to cross a bridge, 
it's like after you oh no 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 after you (laughs) and everyone kind of stands back and lets the other person go it's quite weird yeah and then we had a shortage of loo rolls and everybody was taking over oh for goodness sake it's oh isn't it it's like i know whoa literally that that was so unnecessary it really was and did you know it happened again with the second lockdown initially the, the first day the supermarket shelves were empty again oh of toilet rolls or everything <laughs> uh, toilet <laughs> rolls mainly i think that was the other thing flour i couldn't i was um i had a little bit of a phase of bread making over the summer yeah. um and i couldn't get flour i literally could not get flour if you went on the internet oh and yeast as well went on the internet went on amazon to try and find it and it was like <laughs> like 10 pounds a bag or something ridiculous oh, it's so. silly, isn't it yeah so well, i think we're going to have even more even more shortages aren't we so it's going to be supposedly great well there are th- a thousand lorries aren't there down in dover all queued up with all our i mean food i know that's on. partly because of it <laughs> with all our food on <laughs> yeah yeah but i think that's partly because of the, the blockade because of the covid isn't it because yeah. of the new strain of covid but of COVID. who knows where that's come from has that come from the continent we don't know do we i know i know um, but what was positive, again, another good thing is that people were using that hour a day for their exercise. Well, I personally was, yeah. and I loved it. <laughs> Our mm. dog was shattered. I used to cower in the corner. We <laughs> didn't want to go out again because there's four of us in our family. Um, yeah, I must admit, I've tried to keep that up, but I've really enjoyed that. You know, and yeah. even at the time, not so much now, but we would go out as a family for a bike ride. Which was oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But obviously yeah. My son's 17. He wouldn't normally be seen dead with his mother on his bike. But he did. <laughs> Oh, how lovely. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I believe you've got a Christmas quiz for us. I have indeed. Helen's, I must admit though, you need to, uh, you might need Google to help you with this. So Helen's going to read out a Christmas quiz and we'll give you the answers at the end of the show. So fire away, Helen, go for it. Okay, so January, in January, the former rector of the University of St. Andrews sadly died, aged 96. Can you name him? So that's the former rector of the University of St. Andrews. That's it. Do you know that? Would you have known that? Well, I've got the answers in front of me, so I can cheat if you like. Yeah, of course, I know. I'm just saying, no. I know it. Would you you have known? I wouldn't. No, I don't think I would know any answers, Sarah, to this quiz. I will be honest. Really? So, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn. Every day is a school day, isn't it? Every day is a school day. It is. And you can call me Helen if you like. What did I call you? Sarah. Oh, do you know what? How many times have I called you Sarah? Do you know why? Because it's Sarah Gregory, another presenter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, do you know how many times have I called you Sarah today? Is it just the once? I think it's just the once, yeah. For that, because this morning I was wanting to call you Sarah and I had to stop. Of course I know you're Helen. But hi, Sarah, if you're listening. <laughs> hi, Sarah Gregory. Morning. Okay, brilliant. That brilliant. was the January question, wasn't it? So yes. February Are you ready for question? February? Right. Um, who's 1966 painting? I just have to put that one in because that's the year I was born. Okay. Uh, who's 1966 painting The Splash sold for 23.1 million at auction in London on the 11th of Feb? Wow, 23.1 million. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, March. Shall we go for? Let's go for a music one. On the 4th of March, which trio? announced their reformation and the last domino tour on Zoe Ball's breakfast show. Yes, I think I would have known that one because I'm quite a big fan of this group, actually. I am. I am. Perhaps we should go Uh, together. So on the 4th of March, which trio announced their reformation and the last domino tour on Zoe Ball's breakfast show? 
Okay. okay. And the next one for April. April is um, who narrated the Disney Plus nature documentary Elephant, which became available to stream on April the 3rd. Who narrated the Disney Plus nature documentary Elephant, which became available to stream on April the 3rd? Mm. There'll be a few people out there shouting, you know. They're Amazon Alexa. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, Amazon Echo Alexa. Dot. Yeah. I've fallen out with my Amazon <laughs> Alexa. She's really annoying. I'm always telling her, I'm always swearing at her because she doesn't like me very much. <laughs> Apparently, if you swear at them, that's when they start to get really annoyed and don't work. <laughs> Honestly, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's why she doesn't like me. So what have we got for okay. May? May, right. Which university this week dismissed a student union motion to ban hateful material from its reading lists? And that was in May. So which university this week in May dismissed a student union motion to ban hateful material from its reading lists? Wow. I wouldn't have known that. Nope. <laughs> Definitely would not have known that. <laughs> well, June is one for my daughter. I think she would know this one. So this is, in June, which author released a new fairy tale entitled The Ichabog in free online instalments? So in June, which author released a new fairy tale entitled The Ichabog in free online instalments? Mm, interesting. Know it? No. This is author? <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, should we do one about um, Egypt or one about the UK? What should Probably we do? The UK. Okay. So the BBC acts as the tea time edition of which program after forty-eight years? Very I didn't know sad. This actually. Very sad. I didn't know. Watch it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Although I don't know, when I was a kid, I used to when that came on, I used to go and do something else with the company bothered. Well, the thing is, I'm going to give a, a clue away here because I have the same dog as one of the presenters had many moons ago. The same. Really? Dog. Yeah. yeah. Shep. With a four-letter name. I was just going to say with a four-letter name. <laughs> so the BBC acts. The BBC acts as the tea time edition of which program after 48 years? That was July. Okay. This one, I love this. And again, I didn't know it. So this is learning from me as well. August, where exactly would you find a dollop of whipped cream with a cherry, a fly, and a drone topping? No. <laughs> no, I don't. no. You go on Your the super, it super intelligent website for these questions. It looks like it, but no, I didn't. <laughs> it was just a general quiz one. <laughs> so I'll read it again, August. Where exactly would you find a dollop of whipped cream with a cherry, a fly, and a drone topping? Wow. September? Right. Um, this was quite an interesting one, actually. Um, a haul of irreplaceable items stolen from a London warehouse in 2017 were found buried under the floor of a house in rural Romania. What were those items? Okay, a haul of irreplaceable items stolen from a London warehouse in 2017 were found in September this year, buried under the floor of a house in rural Romania. Wow, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Now then, October, this might be one that, if I, I think you might be, are you a Liverpool fan? Why do I think you're a Liverpool fan? I don't support football. I'd rather eat my dirty toenails than watch a football <laughs> I'm really, really honest. My city. So if I walk in, I won't grumble if there's a match on. But generally, you will not catch me. Oh, I, I detest it. I was married to somebody for 17 years who was obsessed. No. I loathe and detest it. In fact, I would rather eat your dirty toenails really? than watch a football match. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Actually. That's brilliant. 
maybe not when you've been for a run. <laughs> so this is October. Liverpool FC became the first reigning English top-flight champions to concede seven goals in a league match since 1953, when they lost to which team? Liverpool FC became the first reigning English top-flight champions to concede seven goals in a league match since 1953, when they lost to which team? No, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, I might okay. know this next one. I might know this next one. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah. So who loses? This is November. Who lost at the first stage of the Wagatha Christie court battle? And again, I don't really keep up with um, personalities, but I'd seen something on Instagram about this. Yeah, it was all over Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah. So who lost the first stage of the Wagatha Christie court battle? And then December... Who said, I'm just blown away. I can't believe it. It's been the most amazing experience. I'm sure she didn't say it like that, but... Oh, there's Clushy. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody watches the programme. Did you watch it? Obviously. No. no. I oh, didn't. did you know? Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I sometimes do, but I didn't this year. It was in Wales, wasn't it? There was a load of bad press around. Oh, just... Don't sorry, there, just... there you <laughs> go. There's one out of 12. Everyone knows. Everyone knows now what the answer is to, to oh. December. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. So thanks so much for that, Helen. Not Sarah. You're look, welcome. Helen. Um, hey. quiz and we'll give you the answers at the end of the show. So just for fun, I've got a few Christmas jokes. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm laughing already. Laugh. I don't know what they are. You've got to laugh, even if you think they're not funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song? Dominic Cummings. I don't know. Go on. Driving home for Christmas. <laughs> or anywhere else he fancies going where he shouldn't be. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, <laughs> this is quite funny. Why didn't Mary and Joseph make it to Bethlehem? I don't know. Why didn't Mary and Joseph make it to Bethlehem? Because all Virgin flights were cancelled. <laughs> These are COVID <laughs> jokes, everyone. COVID. They're actually very good. Go on. I like that one. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about celebrity breakups and let's see who couldn't hack living together during lockdown. So apparently Brad Pitt split from his short-term short girlfriend, uh, Nicole Poczorowski. He was actually a German model, but she was married anyway. So was she? Up. Yeah, she's married oh, anyway. They have an open relationship. So that means that Brad Pitt's back on the market again, which isn't a bad thing, is it really? Let's oh. face it. So Trevor McDonald, this one really surprised me. He split yeah. from five of 34 years. Yeah. What was that all about? Happened. I don't know what happened. I couldn't find any goss on there. Really? I do like Trevor McDonald. Not that I would want to gossip about him, but I don't know why they split up. So this is quite some time ago, the very, very beginning of the year, I think. Fern Britain splits with Phil Vickery. Yeah, that was quite a shock, I think, because I think yeah. everybody always thought they were quite solid. Mm, mm. This one made me smile because, again, this gorgeous, handsome dude is back on the market. <laughs> so Jesse J and Channing Tatum, do you know who he is? He's one of my favourites. So I am so in, clueless. He was in Magic Mike. Magic Mike, right, okay. Yeah, I'm not a film yeah. buff either. I'm a bit no, rubbish. And, and 21 Jump Street. You know what, I'm just, as we talk, I'm just like, oh, no. No, that is, No. I just thought I'd you? Google him. Nah, nah. Ah, ah. He, oh. he looks a bit like Wayne Rooney. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. 
no Anthony Partlin split from his wife Lisa, but they're officially yeah. divorced now in 2020. Yeah, uh, that's, that's sad. That's sad, isn't it? So Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I know he he lost the court battle, didn't he? Yeah, but, he did. So you know what's yeah. going on there? Poor guy. You know, is it film deals and who's yeah. who's guilty? Yeah, I know, and it, and it is interesting. Like I said, I don't really follow celebrity gossip much, but I did read quite a bit about this one, and I genuinely got the feeling that he was the injured party. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for Johnny Depp. I do have a little bit of a soft spot for him as well. I quite like this, some of the stuff he's been in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, she's, I think she's, she's no good. No, she's no, no good for him, exactly, and she's no good yeah. to him. So while we're on this subject, Helen, you had a bit of <gasps> shit experience, didn't you? Let's let's put it bluntly. I have, darling. <laughs> to share your little world with us this year, because I know it's not been the greatest, but you're fine now, but you had a bit of a bad time as well, didn't you? I did, yes, yes. Um, June, July was pretty, pretty rubbish for me. Um, yes, I had met my, well, I say childhood sweetheart. We'd known each other when we were um, nine, from when we were nine. So yes, yeah, so I met him five and a half years ago, um, thought it was the ideal romance. He's worked away a lot, um, found out in July that he'd been playing away a lot as well. Um, so, and I think what really, really got me was the fact that he actually went and sought it out. So he went on a dating site. That was pretty tough to stomach because I had no idea anything it. was wrong. Yeah, it's, it, it knocks your confidence. It, knocks, it makes you feel like absolute sh1t oh. to be quite honest with you but you know what i have bounced back um i went straight into counseling um, with a lady called andrea and she and i are actually working together now we've sort of come to a bit of a well we've come to the end of the counseling we're now colleagues um and the really nice news is i've um kind of got myself into another relationship mm, <laughs> Long, this is somebody else i know which Lovely. is really oh, strange totally totally unexpected but um, I started talking to him on the 30th anniversary of when we first met, would you believe? Wow. The day before the 30th anniversary. He was, he was my best friend for probably 12 months when he lived over here. He was an Australian living in England. And, um, and he went back and I've not seen him for 30 years. So we've connected. And, That's, yeah. That's really so good news. Really, really pleased nice. to hear it. Yeah. Always a happy mm -hmm. ending, you see. Nothing well, stays terrible forever, does it? doesn't it doesn't but you know those uh, few months straight after were pretty shocking and yeah i wouldn't want to return to that by any stretch of the imagination but but something else good has come out of it as well because given that i lost my job i'm now coaching so i'm coaching um specifically aimed at women to begin with um but that will probably develop and I'm, that's my project so that's beyond the cheat.com website wow. not quite quite um 100 yet but you can have a look and i'm also working with andrea as i say she's doing she's got some amazing initiatives helping um, people in a clinical setting she's a psychotherapist yeah. um so i will do the sort of life coaching support on that as well so yeah oh, loads happening now yeah always a silver lining there's always something positive to come out of something totally, totally. you have to turn it around you do okay so the next thing isn't a great subject, but we can't not mention these fabulous celebrities. So mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about celebrity deaths now, because I can't believe how many celebrities have passed away during 2020. I could only actually find one that um, was affected by COVID and passed away as a result. But I've just mentioned a few here, but absolutely shocking. So at the beginning of the year, we lost the gorgeous Caroline Flack, didn't we? Oh, that's tragic. I thought she was an amazing person. It was a real, real shocker, wasn't it? She was such a... Yeah, awful. Center. 
really lovely girl and she was only 40 um, oh, just 40 tragic no age um mm-hmm. i didn't I, I, I forgot about this one because again it was the beginning of the year but kirk douglas died at age 103 yeah. i know I how incredible that. yeah yeah i had as well i have to say and also one name everyone's gonna know pussy galore yeah, she was wonderful, wasn't she? Yeah, she was yeah. 94. 94. Good on her. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. How can he be dead? How can he? No one can believe that, can we? Yeah, he died in October, age 90. Um, and then, of course, Bobby Ball uh, of Cannon and Ball. Apparently, yeah. he was affected yeah. by COVID. I'm not sure if he had underlying conditions, but mm. um, COVID was kind of connected to his, his passing yeah. as well. And then, of yeah. course... This is one footballer. I do know Helen Diego Maradona, who died last month. <laughs> yeah. Age 60. Yeah. yeah, young. And then, of course, Barbara Windsor. I know. Another hero. Yeah. Carry on films are brilliant. Oh. I growing up as a child watching those. Yeah. She was just amazing, wasn't she? Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, so let's lighten <laughs> the mood a bit. Let's, um, let's have a few more jokes. Stick with me with it. They're really funny. <laughs> Why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? Oh, my goodness. So why couldn't, why couldn't Mary they? and Joseph join their work conference call? It's obviously something to do with Zoom, but I don't know what. <laughs> there was no Zoom at the end. Oh, Boom. God, that's know, terrible. Like, I didn't make them up. I didn't make them up. Let's have one more. These are cracker jokes. Cracker jokes, yeah. <laughs> why are Santa's reindeers allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? So why are Santa's reindeers allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? God, I don't know. Because they have herd immunity. Woo-hoo. Oh, no. Oh, no. Terrible, oh. terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, one more, one more. Why can't Boris Johnson make his Christmas cake? Because he doesn't know, know how many tears to put on it. <laughs> <laughs> and if he does, if he puts four on, it'll be five next well, week. So, you know. It'll go up to six, won't it? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, dear oh, me. So Very good. Let's, Very let's good. Let's talk on a lighter note. Let's talk about Christmas films, our favourite films and what we can expect to see on TV this Christmas. What's your favourite Christmas film? You know, every single year I have to watch Polar Express and it oh, gets such yeah. a bad press from some of my, some, I say some of my kids, my stepkids particularly, <laughs> but my two own kids and I love it absolutely love it it's just it's just something warm and fuzzy about it isn't it and Tom Tom Hanks isn't it it's beautiful yes yeah yeah so one of my favorites is Love Actually which I have actually started watching with my 12 year old daughter but then you forget about the porno scene because I'm really (laughs) porno but it is and I'm like covering her eyes for a 12 year old it's so good. I love Love Actually. When, um, what's yeah. his name? Hugh Grant's dancing down the stairs with his prime. Oh, I love yeah. it. I Wonderful. just love it. You just know yeah. then that Christmas is coming. And when yes, the scene at the airport when everyone's greeting each other, there'll be none of that this year. So watching that is more upsetting, isn't yeah, it? Yes, yeah, totally. One of the films that was on a few days ago, we all watched The Holiday. Another lovely film. Which one's that? Who's that got in it? Um, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law. And That's Kate it. Kate I thought Kate. it was. That's what... Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Houses. I thought it was. Well, they swap houses. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. I'd never actually seen it, but um, my son's friend, Amy, um, was over and she said, oh, you've got to watch this. It's a proper Christmas film. I loved it. I'm just a bit rubbish with films. <laughs> 
And I tell you what film I saw at the cinema, was it last Christmas? Literally, I'm thinking, was it last Christmas? But it's yeah. last Christmas with Amelia Fox and she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she, that came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, uh, and that's a lovely film as well. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with one of the characters. Don't want to give it away for anybody. <laughs> um, but it was a lovely, lovely, lovely film. Some of our favourites in this house is Daddy's Home. I love Daddy's Home. Don't see. I don't think I have no Daddy's Home. No, don't really. Mark recognise that one. In them. They are, they are okay. hilarious. So my husband is stepfather to my son, who's seventeen, but he's obviously been in his life since he was a, since he was a, in nappies, basically. Mm. But it really is funny about step parenting and stepfathers. Oh, and, is it? And it talks about how they always take the shit. And Dave's always saying, "Yeah, we always get the shit." It's really funny. It's so funny because the stepfather's trying to win the affection of the children, and the real dad, the biological dad, comes along it's the funniest thing ever oh brilliant that sounds like a good one daddy's home too it's really really good so oh okay i shall make a note to watch that <laughs> and i don't know if you saw or if anyone listening was watching Shit's creek on uh, netflix oh i didn't see it no but i've, I've well i've seen it on but i've not watched yeah. it well it's definitely something i would recommend uh, that you watch and it's got daniel levy in it uh, he was one of the stars of Shit's creek but mm. he did a film with Kristen stewart called happiest season and it's okay a gay couple that are, uh, want to be together but one of them hasn't come out and told her parents yet and it's quite a really it's a lovely story actually not something and what's that one called it's called Happiest Season. There's okay. Really good characters in there, and the story is actually quite lovely and educational. Mm. That's quite nice to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can't beat Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> that is good. I have seen Santa that. in the life, don't they? <laughs> exactly. Love it. And do you know what? Do you know what? Just an extra one to add in there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's a Christmas film. I think it is, but it's Mr. McGorium's Magical Emporium. Is that oh. right? Is, have I said that right? Oh, oh please tell me you've not. You've, Really? Say it Mr. again. Mr. Say it again. I think it's Mr. McGorian's Magic Emporium or something like that. Mm. Wonder Emporium. I'm just having a look at it. Yeah, yeah. 20, 2007. Oh, that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Natalie Portman, Dustin oh, Hoffman. Quite, yeah, quite an old So Dustin Hoffman owns this um, this quirky, quirky shop that's all magic. And Natalie Portman is um, she's a pianist and a musician, and she's always dreamy. And she basically um, runs the shop. He's always upstairs, and then the shop closes because he's dying. Oh, oh my god! Tell you a new one. Oh, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Jerker. Yeah, but fab. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so we before we give the answer to the quiz, I'm going to give you a few more COVID Christmas jokes. Oh dear. Are we ready? <laughs> Are you ready I to don't know, are we? Are you ready to cringe? Okay. Why are all the pirates on lockdown? Go <laughs> yeah, well, why are they all on lockdown? Because the R rate has risen. <laughs> God, these are horrendous. They're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> but this next one is really funny. <laughs> if you watch the interview with Prince Andrew... Another cringeworthy oh. thing that you mm. had to watch Don't. to finish. You'll mm. like this one, okay? Go on. How is Prince Andrew coping with the stresses of Christmas this year? Go on. Fine. No sweat. Oh, cringe. <laughs> cringe. I don't sweat. You see, I don't sweat. No, I don't sweat. exactly. No, no. We know you don't sweat. We know you don't sweat. Mm. Oh, one more. One more. Come on, one more. Go on. Funny. One more. Why wasn't Rudolph allowed to take part in the vaccine trials? 
Oh, good grief. Go on. Because they only wanted guinea pigs. <laughs> I like that one. That is good. There you go. That's one that's good. Brilliant. Hooray. One Hooray. out of two. All done, all done. Okay. So let's have the answers to Helen's Christmas quiz. Let me find it again. Okay. Okay. Let's educate ourselves. So January, former rector of University of St. Andrews, was Nicholas Parsons. Ooh. Didn't know that. I know, Request. golden shot. The second one, February, was Who's 1966 Painting the Splash sold for 23.1 million at auction in London. Uh, would you have known that? No. David Hockney? No. David Hockney. No. Would you? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but we both knew the next one. Oh, of course, yes. So on the 4th of March, which trio announced their reformation and the last domino tour on Zoe Ball's breakfast show is, of course, Genesis. Yay. April, who narrated the Disney Plus nature documentary Elephant, which became available to stream on the 3rd of April. And that was Meghan, Meghan Markle. Wouldn't have known that. And May, which university this week dismissed a student uni motion to ban hateful material from its reading list? And the answer to that was Oxford. Oh, okay. In June, we had um, which author released a new fairy tale uh, entitled The Ichabog in free online instalments? And the answer to that is J.K. Rowling. And I can say now that I've just bought the book for Phoebe because I know she won't listen to this. <laughs> so that's part of her Christmas present. <laughs> is it on the same She's... kind of lines as Harry Potter? or that's I think so. Yeah. yeah, it looked nice anyway. The, the yeah. cover was pretty. Well, there you go. That's all that matters. <laughs> she loves J.K. Rowling, so I thought it's, it's going to be a hit. Um, July was uh, the BBC Axes, the tea time edition of which programme after 48 years? And the answer to that, of course, was Newsround, which in our day was John Craven's Newsround, wasn't it? Yes, it was. John Craven's with Shep. You see, we've got Shep. Yeah. We have a Shep at home. Baxter, oh. gorgeous. Oh. Is he actually called Shep? No. What's he called? <laughs> Baxter. Baxter. Oh, Baxter. Like He's like Shep. I never forget Shep. Yeah. No, he was wonderful. And then this was a funny one. Where exactly would you find a dollop of cream with a cherry, a flight and a drone topping? which is in Trafalgar Square, apparently. It's a sculpture called The Fourth Plinth. No. I have not heard sure of it. I, you know, make a point to go and see that next time I, or next time we were allowed to go. <laughs> I to was just going to say, what, 2023 or something? Yeah, you know, maybe. might be allowed in London. I'll be mm. grabbing my pension when I'm probably next allowed to enter. <laughs> <Sorry>. There we go. <laughs> um, September saw a haul of irreplaceable items being that were stolen from a London warehouse in 2017. They were found buried under the floor of a house in rural Romania. And that was a hall of books, irreplaceable books. So what was, yeah, what was so valuable about them? What were the books about? What, what were they? Do we know? Well, come on, you should have delved deep. You can't give you half the story. Shall I, shall I Google? Not a bloody clue. It's interesting to know why. There must have been Do you know what? Founding I've, well, I've just quickly Googled uh, 200 irreplaceable books worth more than two and a half million pounds. Um, and it says the works include first editions of Galileo and Isaac Newton. Oh, wow. uh, the thieves cut holes in the roof of a warehouse and abseiled in dodging censors. And they were part of a Romanian organised crime gang. It's not incredible. Wow. wow. James Bond stuff, isn't yeah. it? Wow. Absolutely. October was the Liverpool Football Club one. So who, who beat them? Um, with seven goals in a league match. So it was the first reigning English top flight champions to concede seven goals in a league match since 1953. And it was to Aston Villa. Oh, I will sleep tonight now. I know that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> 
okay, November was, and I think we both knew this. This, this probably shows our kind of level, yeah, doesn't it? Really, we, we knew the Genesis and we knew this one. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who lost the first stage of the Wagatha Christie Court battle? And the answer to that is, of course, Colleen Rooney. Yeah. Who's going to win, do you think? Who's, oh, who's, who's in the right yeah, here? This is all over Twitter, wasn't it? This oh, is that, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of interest, to be fair. Exactly. Lots of money to do it with. Yeah. Hey, dear. And then the last one was, who said, I'm just blown away. I can't believe it. It's been the most amazing experience. And that was, of course, Giovanna Fletcher, who won I'm a Celebrity. The Jungle. It was really good, actually. I actually quite it? enjoyed it being in Wales, you know, in, in the UK as such. Um, it was just a bit different, wasn't it? And it was it was really good. Mm. And they were they were sickly close, to be fair. Um, were they? Were they? Morgan put a comment on Twitter saying, come on, let's uh, let's uh, mix it up a bit now and have some falling mm. outs going yeah, on. Yeah, acrimony. But yeah, genuinely did really bond really well and i think there, there was a group of lovely characters and i thought is it g the caller giovanna was really lovely but i actually thought that shane ritchie or um the dj guy from radio one i forget his name um mm. name he didn't watch i, it, I didn't watch it no i actually thought one of the chats would have won um mm. quite shocked mm. that shane got um voted off but no i'm really pleased for giovanni so uh, yeah it yeah, was really yeah. good it was really really good brilliant Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that quiz, Helen. I feel You're like welcome. To say every day is school day. Absolutely. Well, lovely having you on this Christmas show today. We must thank do you. Uh, and I'm sorry for calling you Sarah. Honestly, I kept thinking about Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, we're from Redshift Radio. The presenters, we all met there, didn't we? And I always think we did. Sarah Gregory. It's because Gregory, it's Gregory. That's what it is. <laughs> I've to change my name, won't I? <laughs> oh, so Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Helen, oh, all right, Colleen. Helen, I know. Helen, I wish you a fabulous Christmas. Uh, we'll touch base definitely early 2021 and we'll do some more together. But um, yeah, can't wait. Fabulous, lovely Christmas lunch in your fabulous new kitchen. I you can't wait. You'll have to come round. Come back for a coffee. I will come round. When, when we can, obviously. Not until. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. I see, this is just it. With the reels, I don't even know if we can go in the garden anymore. I don't oh. know. Can no, do that? neither do I. Yeah, yeah, but like I said to you before, all these contractors keep coming through working here. So, you know, what's the difference of coming for a coffee? It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I will have a great time and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Karen. Take care. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life, sponsored by Daybank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you are interested in any of my packages or wish to be a guest on this show, then you can contact me via my social media pages, Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send an email to Kelly at btinternet.com. <laughs>